cup of tea tales, Hare Hills County Primary School trips, York, Fountains Abbey and the pantomime. Oh yes it was, oh no it wasn't. I don't think that school children in the 1950s and 60s went on the number of school trips they do nowadays and when we went they were quite memorable occasions. I can only remember two days out at Hare Hills and one evening visit. The first day trip was in year three with Mr Kelly to York but it could have been Fountains Abbey, I can't be sure. I think we had to bring in some money to pay for the trip but I don't think it was very expensive and I don't remember any one of us not being able to go. On the day of the trip I arrived at school with a paper bag with my lunch in it. As was common at the time, it was a round of sandwiches with potted meat in them, and apart from some butter, there was nothing else. The meat pastes used to come in little glass jars, and shippens and princes were the common ones. There was a range of paste, salmon, shrimp, potted beef, and the one that you were never quite sure what it was, potted meat. The sandwiches were wrapped in greaseproof paper and there might have been a packet of crisps and an apple. We were all excited and chatted loudly as we piled onto the bus. This wasn't the usual double-decker that we were used to, but a Wallace Arnold coach. We settled in our seats next to our friends and we were given strict instructions that we weren't to eat anything on the coach and we were to wait until it was lunchtime. With the final words warning us to keep the noise down, we set off to York. In these times, the road to York was only a fairly minor one, and there wasn't the fast dual carriageway that exists now. Even so, the journey wasn't a long one, and before we knew it, we were approaching the city. I had driven through with my parents on the way to the coast on many occasions, and I remembered well the beautiful daffodils on the grass banks by the walls the bright yellow and green being a wonderful contrast, but we had never visited as a family. The coach took us to a place it could park and we piled out and lined up in twos. We'd caught glimpses of the city walls and I was captivated by the real history. Knights in armour had walked these walls and now I was going to tread where they had. I believe that we had approached through Bishopsgate and we went into St George's Field and took a short walk along the medieval walls. From there I think we walked to the Minster, did a quick tour and then down the shambles to the Castle Museum. I loved Clifford's Tower but didn't know of its dark history and then we went into the museum. At first I hated it and thought it was very boring. It was just display after display of costumes but then we entered the recreated streets with the shops and that was fantastic. It was like stepping back into a Dickensian novel. I thought it was wonderful but then we left, past the old flour mill and made our way back to where the coach was. We sat near the riverbank to have our lunch. Potted meat sandwiches never tasted so good and then we all piled onto a boat for a trip down the river past round trees and the bishop's palace. I was always intrigued by Clifford's Tower and it was only as an adult that I learnt its dreadful history. In 1190 there were riots against the Jewish population and 150 men, women and children took refuge in the then wooden tower. They were doomed, and the men mercifully killed the women and children before setting the tower alight. The riots were led by nobles who owed money to Jewish bankers and didn't want to pay their debts. 
the Jewish population has never forgiven the city and I believe there are still no synagogues there. We were fairly exhausted when we arrived back, but we were allowed into a shop selling souvenirs of York, and there I made a bold choice. Most of the others were buying postcards, thimbles or other such knick-knacks, but my eye was caught by a sheath knife. It had a four-inch blade and white enamel handle with the crest of York City. I had enough money, but dare I buy it. What would Mr Kelly say if he saw it? I think it was another classmate that was with me, maybe Dick or Paul, and we both bought one. It was in a brown paper bag and we slipped them out of sight and got back on the bus. We didn't dare take them out, but we had the odd feel just to prove that we'd done it. The next problem was what our parents would say. Would they be angry? Would they take them off us? The truth was, they just gave them a cursory glance and said to be careful with them. Fountains Abbey was a longer journey, but equally fantastic. It's a Cistercian monastery set in the idyllic rural landscape and is the largest monastic ruin in England. We arrived and wandered the ruins and got a sense of how magnificent the abbey would have been. I learned there'd been an infirmary and a fish farm. We then walked through the grounds to Studley Royal Water Gardens, built in the 18th century. Truly wonderful but not as exciting for primary school children as the ruins. We were once again exhausted on our way home. Probably the most exciting of all the visits was the evening visit to the Civic Theatre. This was my first visit ever to a theatre, and probably was for most of us. We were going to see a pantomime, Peter Pan, and we met at school early evening in winter. It was already dark and we piled into a bus that was taking us, and after a short drive into the city... We got out and entered the theatre. As theatres go, it probably wasn't the most magnificent, but for me it was a wondrous world. Inside were rows of seats rising up, stage lights, big red curtains and a set that had a tree house and at times turned into a ship. What a wonderful world for a young audience. The lights went down in the theatre and the lights came on the stage and for the next hour and a half I was swept away. There was Captain Hook and Peter Pan actually flew across the stage on wires and the cast encouraged the audience to join in and shout back He's behind you! Oh no he isn't! echoed around. We were encouraged to boo every time the villain appeared. We almost cried when Tinkerbell was fading if we didn't believe in fairies and we all let the cast know we truly believed. How we loved it when she recovered and finally the crocodile was going to get Captain Hook. It was madness and truly wonderful. I think we were all hoarse afterwards. Up to this point my experience of anything theatrical was my mother's Christmas sketches that she wrote and everyone at the parties took a part. They were great fun but this was something else and I think it was the start of my love of live performances. I don't think we ever did anything quite as exciting at Hare Hills County Primary School and it was the first step in starting me writing pantomimes and plays for the schools I worked in for almost 40 years. At Roundy, I can only remember two cultural visits and one of those was organised by Mr Goldthorpe to the Mikado at, I believe, the Alhambra Theatre, but I could well be wrong. It was an enjoyable event but seeing as I didn't understand the satire of the piece, I found it just a colourful show with some memorable songs. 
The second event was a matinee of Julius Caesar, again in Bradford, and this was in the round and was set in fascist Germany with stormtroopers and machine-gun-wielding actors appearing through the audience. This did help to make Shakespeare more relevant to a young audience and was quite an event with machine-gun fire during the performance. I've just had a flashback and also remember going to Stratford in the sixth form to see King Lear. It was probably a joint excursion with Roundy Girls School. The Royal Shakespeare Company production was a modern 1970s version and for some reason all the actors were dressed in white. This made it almost impossible to recognise who was who and added nothing to the production. I have a feeling Trevor Nunn might have been responsible. As usual, in Shakespeare's plays, I think I was well asleep by the second act. As adults, we often don't realise the impact the experiences we provide children with have on them. For good or bad, there are teachers I remember so well. Some were very unpleasant people, but most were very well-intentioned, and some I loved. I really liked my teachers and my time at Stainbeck Prep School and Hare Hills. At Roundy, I had good and bad experiences, but often I didn't help myself, and I can see why I would irritate some teachers. I don't think I would have spent my life in education if my own experiences hadn't been so positive. I'm aware of at least one of my students who ended up as an actor. He has recently been in Stranger Things. I'd like to think that the experiences they had in my school helped to foster a wide range of careers. If you enjoy my tales, then you might be interested in knowing that there are two collections of them. The first, A Cup of Tea Tales, The Early Years, and the second, Another Cup of Tea, The Teenage Years. Both are available as paperback from Amazon and ebooks from Kindle.